Hello, you are tuning in to the Comics Pals Pals Polls, a weekly comic book discussion podcast where we talk about all the biggest comic book releases of the week. Uh, we're going to talk about them. You, well, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them, but it's just going to be you and I talking about it because uh, as with every MCU release, uh, good old Sean has to uh, make sure he sees it before everyone. So, uh, and Marco's got, what, Marco got the vid? Yeah. Yeah. So Marco is struggling. Aerial disease. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you said aerial and not what I thought you said. Vidnarial. Okay. Gotcha. It's gotcha. like a venereal disease, but over video. Oh, okay. The future's weird. It is weird. That's what, uh, that's why I have malware bites for. This episode is sponsored by malware bites. Um, no, I wish gladly, but yeah, this is, uh, it's just you and me, Kel. There's two, two, two dudes from different sides of the globe. Actually, and, no, we're on the same. Well, different sides of the Atlantic. Sure. Sure. There we go. There we go. But we have five books to talk about. We're, I can't do the Sean thing where I show you all five covers because I'm a digital boy. So this week we're talking about. Batman number 139. We're also talking about Birds of Prey number three. Uh, we also have, sorry, I'm trying to multitask here, Transformers number two, which I'm happy to talk about because I was not here for number one. Mm. Um, mm. And I also wasn't around to talk about Gods. So we have Gods number two as well. And we're- I'm always happy to talk about God. Not that one, Kill. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I mean, we could. That could be what we talk about after the show. Um <laughs> And then with the listener pick, which was the Punisher. Is it just Punisher? This one's just Punisher. Punisher number one uh, with a nice little little uh, ad for the Marvels up top. So stick around to, uh, towards the end of the show to hear us talk about Marvels as well. Not spoiler stuff, just general like where's our temperature level at for the movie. Um, I will be seeing it tomorrow night. I don't know how time works in England. so I got I to gotta see it Saturday morning. Got it. That is a thing that could that could happen, I guess. All right, so cool. let's get right into it. Let's talk about Batman number one thirty nine. Uh, this is by uh, my my new friend Chip Zdarsky. Uh, art by Jorge Jimenez. Colors by Tomo Moray. Letters by Clayton Cowles. So, thank God we're out of Gotham War or whatever. What was Gotham War? Right, that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, Gotham War. I got so confused by the. Uh, constant at ad, ad addendums to the title at the beginning and end. There was like an Omega or whatever it was. Um, I'm happy we're out of it. And I'm happy because I, I do like Chip's Batman. And to kind of get it out of the, the weeds of being, I guess, stuck with trying to tell this crossover story that really just felt like, hey, we need people buying more Batman books. So let's let's artificially mandate a crossover event that doesn't even really get addressed too much in this. Like whatever the fallout of Gotham war was could have the end result of what's happening in Batman could have happened without that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the only thing that happens is, um, the, the Joker references Catwoman dying. Yeah. And that's it. Creepy marionette. And even then we know she's not dead. Like, you know, sure do. It just seems kind of pointless. Um, mm -hmm. How did you feel about about this? Now that we're out of Gotham War, um, it was it was 
you know what? I was um I wasn't necessarily excited to get into the book. Um, I was, and not that I was or wasn't, but um, it felt good to get back into Chip's voice. And then I felt, especially as as I was reading, I felt myself get more and more excited about what was going on. Whereas with Gotham War, I checked out. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I was checked out with Gotham War as well, it, which which is a shame because I think when Gotham War first started, I was intrigued. I guess is the best word to put it about what yeah. the potential of that kind of story could be. Um, but then we're back in this, and I agree. I just it just feels good you know, mm-hmm. seeing Chip's voice on this. And surprisingly, I was happy to see the Joker. You know, like, it's, it, when is the last time there's been, like, a legit, like, Batman, Bruce Wayne Batman, Joker one-on-one story? Like, since Snyder's run? I, I guess. I You would know better than me, but. Yeah, I mean, like, the Joker's kind of been, doing his own thing, you know, which is, yeah. he literally references in this book. He's like, yeah, I'm having a bit of a, uh, uh, identity crisis myself, uh, because. Well, he's had yeah, two himself. of his own titles. I believe three. Since then? Jeez. He's had, he's had Joker, he's had, and then, uh, uh, Matthew Rosenberg's been doing a couple Joker. Yeah. They're, they're titled Joker something. Like, there's the man who laughs. There was another one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the Joker's been around. He's not been gone. Like most of the time, but he's just been gone from the the sphere of Bruce Wayne, um, and I gotta say, like seeing the the uh, uh, him and his art with Joker, his his Joker looks really good. Like that one uh, page where you flip it and then Joker's just sitting on the throne with all those uh, uh, scenes of the marionettes in front of him. It's good. Batman gets to do some legitimate detective work in this, which I thought was fun. Uh, okay. This is where I got sort of caught up. I had to stumble back and read about what was going on uh, because I just, like, I feel like it's not complicated, but I also felt like I feel like it's it spelled out but I I felt like I just wasn't getting it. What what was what was your hang up? Just this this map thing. The oh so behind the the dead body I guess bats were pinned to the board and in a <laughs> pattern that if you line it up with a map shows major cities uh, a world map and all those major cities are reference to. Uh, places where Batman was trained before he was Batman. Uh, I think this yep. is tackled in Chip Zdarsky's Batman the Night, which it at Night, editor's yeah. note shows that. So I think that's that's a direct callback to that. Um, I thought that was kind of neat, you know, because the the N is the indicator that it's a map north. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's all very well spelled out, and it's very much a a means to an end. Like, I feel like as I was reading, I was focusing too hard on it, but it was just like, wait, okay, hang on. Let me, let me read this again. Let me try and get where he's at because it just was not computing. You know, you're not Batman, right? Like nothing's riding on you having to solve this. (laughs) Like he'll Um, solve it. You're good. You get to, I mean, I'm good at turning my brain off whenever I need to. 
Yeah. Uh, the other thing that really bugged me, especially in that bit, was the the background coloring. You know, when Batman first shows up on the scene, it's uh, black and white with the exception of uh, the people. And then as he's putting together the clues or whatever, it gets washed in this red. Um, It's not, I'm not seeing it as black and white. There's there's blue for the people. The furniture is red. I mean, it looks like millennial gray is the color of of the room. Okay. Are we gray? That noted mix of black and white. <laughs> well, okay, you, you got me. But like, I don't think it was like a thematic choice, as in or that's right. not how I read it. Yeah. I'm I, my yeah. So my point is that transition from the black and white or gray to the foot to the full red backgrounds and everything. Sure. 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 It really like, it, it felt like it was hindering me. I don't know. Man. I just like that section just didn't work for me. Okay. That said I... the rest of it, uh, yeah. after I finally got over that, the rest of it took off. It was, it felt like almost like the Arkham games for me. Like I can I can feel this being like a game story mission, you know, like yeah. having to find this using detective mode, being able to like grapple. And maybe I still have Spider-Man on the mind from PlayStation. So this is why it's stuck with me. But being able to grapple through the the roof. Yeah. Because you yeah. saw something. Well, you know, what's funny about that is Chip's newsletter this week or last week was about how he's a big gamer. And he has to he 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 has to like uh, lock himself away from video games to get stuff done. Hey, stronger um, so person than that, me. That very well could be a direct reference. Like like, have you played the games? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So like you know like like I just felt like I almost like saw an indicator for where a grapple gun could hit, even though it's yeah, not in the book. absolutely. Um, and I like that. So the one thing I wanted to address too is the three jokers of it all. Mm-hmm. Where's your, where's your stance on that whole thing? No, thanks. Yeah, I don't. So, so I'll be honest. Uh, Batman three jokers. I'm not the hottest on. Um, yeah. I think it is a gorgeous book. Faybach killed it. Um, I think Faybach draws the fact that you can draw three different jokers and they all, distinctively i'm like oh yeah i can tell who these people are mm-hmm. from the part mm-hmm. of them but uh i don't think it ever really answered the question of what it was trying to tell um and i don't think i don't like the way it handled you know jason todd and barbara gordon but yeah uh yep so chip deciding to bring that back is interesting and then the the clear allusions to Morrison's Batman, you know, with, you know, like, I want to see Zardar because I haven't seen him in forever, and which mm-hmm. would have been Morrison's mm-hmm. run. Um, it's interesting to see what Chip is kind of choosing to pick out of the Batman mythos to use in this. It's all relatively recent. Yeah, I wonder if there's just more meat on these bones, you know? I think the premise of the three Jokers, there's tons, yeah. Yeah, well, and Zur and R as well. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, and that that one, and I'm a sucker for this, but like that one reveal where it's all the Zernars. Like I know we we already seen them, but I was like, oh shoot, you know, this is cool. I can see the the jail the Justice League cartoon Batman, and then Batman the animated uh-huh. series, and like in my mind, it never really correlated that they'd look distinctively different. I was like, oh, they're both cartoon Batman. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. This was my pick of the week, honestly. Uh, it was close to mine. It was almost mine. I had a good time. I did too. Yeah, I think honestly, I think this this whole week was good. Yeah, um, there was a lot a of close week. close picks yeah. of the week for me. Um, I also put up uh, the page. I think the pages got screwed up. I might have saved them to a different folder. So sorry if you don't see pages. Um, but there was a an action figure variant that DC is doing now. Oh yeah, okay, that's what's on the screen. Great, great way to sell McFarlane toys, I guess. But you know, it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but let's 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 get away from Batman for a bit. You want to talk about Birds Ooh. of Prey instead? Or unless you, unless you got something. Just quickly. Yeah, yeah, Jorge Jimenez on. Dude. Art is just astounding. The facial work is insane. The facial work on Batman is, I mean, it feels like the animated series. Just with huh. how expressive even just his eyes are. It's funny because I don't know if I would consider the animated series expressive but i think you're right still like i still understand what you're saying for for batman it's all in the eyes okay i'm thinking bruce wayne but yeah i know what you mean now yep i get it yeah it's almost a spider-man way of expressing things yes yeah or what you think spider-man is sure like spider like spider-man actually doesn't do that wait really like he really doesn't. Is this is a bear situation right now. <laughs> it could be. There's um, Tom Holland's has the um, you know, the lenses or whatever, and then I think it's the MTV Spider Man that did actually have like an expressive face because I, I think because of the animation. Um, but the animated series it was all in Batman's eyes. You know that was so much where his um his uh, he emotes, and here there's so much happening uh, with Batman's eyes, and you can tell he has just gone off the deep end. Yeah, and there's a way that like he squints in this book that Jimenez does. That's just like oh, that's that's good Batman. Uh, yeah, that's animated that series right there. That's where that came from. Yep. So before we talk about Birds of Prey, I just want to remember uh, remind people. That we do have a Patreon. So if you like what we do, you like to support us, and you want a little bit more uh, more bang for your buck, join us on Patreon, where you can get every week one of us will be writing, recording a newsletter. It's whatever the individual person wants. And, you know, it could be a nice little essay. It could be a ranking. It's whatever. It's a little personal touch from each of the pals that you get to, uh, to, to, to see every week. And mm-hmm. we also have a palin' around. Which is like this show, except not comic books. And a lot, if you think we're unfiltered on this show, um, I sometimes get out of Palin' Around. Sometimes? Well, well, I sometimes finish Palin' Around, I'm like, man, I'm going to put that out, aren't I? <laughs> like, like I have editing, editing capabilities on this, but am I going to? No. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a fun show. It's a fun show. 
And if you uh, want to get a little bit more extra stuff too, join our YouTube members. We have a couple people in the chat, Tom Account and Catherine, um, who are YouTube members, where with that, there's there's two tiers. You can become a VI pal. Um, and with that, you can get a little bit of an extra bang for your buck too there with some little evergreen content videos that we throw up on the YouTube that you'll get every so often. Um, yeah, Comic Boom, unfiltered. Much like my I'm coffee this morning, which was disappointing, you know. You ever get that muddy coffee? It's like, oh, Ooh, I yeah. made that one wrong. Yep. Worst way to start a day. But let's talk about Birds of Prey. Well, before we get there, one more thing. <laughs> if you uh, are part of the YouTube community tab, don't forget on Fridays, that's where we post the listener poll. But also, right now, there is a survey uh, that uh, it would mean a lot to, uh, to us if you – uh, filled it out if you haven't already. Uh, we're just uh, we're just looking for ways to engage you more. Things uh, you'd like to hear from us, things you uh, would want to see us do or cover. Um, it would really help us out a lot if you uh, took a look at that survey. Uh, now, yeah, can you can you grab that link and just throw it in the YouTube chat when you get a chance? Uh, it's uh, on Marco's in the chat. He can do it. Yeah, Marco. There you go. You're, you you couldn't do that. We're we're performing right now. Um, now. Let's talk about Birds of Prey. (laughs) Uh, Birds of Prey, number three by Kelly Thompson, art by Leonardo Romero, colors by Jordi Belair, and letters by Clayton Cowles again. Man, this Uh, book fucking rules. I love this book, dude. It's so good. It is why I read comic books. This Um, is great. Just when, when there's a creative team that it's just, that just meshes so well. Yeah. You can just feel it. And, and Helly Thompson and Leo Romero are so damn good. You know, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop's Hawkeye, in my opinion, is better than uh, a, a Fraction's Hawkeye, which might be a hot take for some people. It's just a better flavor for me. And mm. I get a lot of that feeling here. You know, in, yeah. in my opinion, superhero books should be candy. And yeah, you can get, you know, you can get your dark chocolates that maybe are a little more um, different flavor of candy, a little more bitter, not as sweet. But sometimes you just want, you know, stuff. This this feels like M and M's and popcorn. You know, it's just a team of of great, you know, uh, super heroines, kicking ass, and the 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 interactions between the characters are so fun too. Like the way yeah. that in this singular issue we get, you know, Black Canary underestimating Harley Quinn, and then you know. Uh, uh, making up for it at the end and thanking her. And it's just little things like that that we just get in, a, in an entire issue that some people might drag out for the whole arc. Um, it's so, and it's just like a, just a fun little high story. It's not a big thing. The world's not ending. It's just good, good character stuff. Yeah. And it's this kind of stuff that like, I think superhero comics needs uh like because so much of it has to be events and has to be world ending stuff i really feel like this is that sweet spot uh where it's fun and and this is the stuff i come back to you know mm-hmm. like as much as i like you know i'm talking about snyder's batman again it's hard for me to just jump in there and be like you know i'm going to read this because it's so interconnected for such a long time it's an epic um where yeah. this is like one we could be like, hey, 
do you like Harley Quinn? Do you like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn? Here, read this. This one, you know, this this one arc that'll be a great trade when it comes out. Um, yeah. That's that's the superhero stuff, especially DC. Like for me, that's good DC. Yeah. Because um, in my head, DC just does like single paperbacks, like that are just so good. And yep. you know, I love this. Like I, I, you know, Comic Boom mentioning you know Zealot. I don't have much familiarity with Zealot, but I like her character in this. She's very compelling and interesting. And just some of the, I think Kelly Thompson is underrated when it comes to her humor. Like, there's some really like quietly funny yeah. stuff in this. The uh, the um, the thing with uh, Barda, um, I who's is it King Shark? It's King Shark, yeah. Barda, yeah, yeah. Talking to King Shark, King Shark's like, you uh, you okay to dive into the stomach of this uh, of this megalodon in your uh, skivvies? yeah i'm good man she's wearing like her alternate costume you know what i mean like like yeah like a fighting game it's like barda has two popular costumes she's wearing her much skimpier alternate one yeah i mean even like the cameos by king shark and and oliver queen in this um and i was listening to uh comic book collective podcast and interview with kelly thompson came out a couple weeks ago um kelly almost wanted to put ollie on the team but didn't want to deal with <laughs> the blowback she might have gotten from that. Um, so seeing that she does still at least get to tackle Ollie a bit in this is great. I, I, yeah, I think she, what she's done here is great. And outside her, the Leo Romero art is what okay. I come for. Now, this is what I came here to talk about. Yeah. I, uh, I sent you a page. And it's toward the beginning, and uh, Leo does such a cool thing. So we're watching um, Harley Quinn and Barda talk, um, and then uh, they get to like this stopping point in the conversation, and the next panel is Batgirl turning her head to King Shark and Black Canary. And it's a shift in perspective that we're watching from Batgirl's point of view that just changes the the entire direction of of the moment. Just man, that's a good the, point. Yeah, the, the, the like the 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 narrative work, the the work for the reader that Romero is doing there is incredible. The and the other thing I think that like really is jumping out to me in this whole series so far is the Joy Blair colors tagged with the Romero art, and that there's this weird, almost like cathode tube TV video effect going on in the art. Yeah, it's weird. Um, where everything looks a little unfocused, like you're watching it through a TV. It's got this retro feel to it. Um, the cover actually is a good indicator that I have up of this kind of retro feel that it's going for. With the way mm. the the it almost looks like a, oh, it's the the fade out uh, magazine format issue. It, it yeah, feels like. like it's got this this nasty, distressing the on nasty it. The old paperback. Yeah, it's pulp cover. is what yeah. it is, and I think the yeah. the the art in the comic is pulpy as well. It's it's giving it it has this weird it's it's weird to have a video effect on static images in a comic, and it's not something I think I've seen in comics before. 
And it's hmm. it's fun. Christian Harriet in the chat says, someone said the colors were comic strip art, but elevated. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. You can almost see where, like, the there, there's a couple of scenes where you can almost see where the uh, the colors bleed outside of the lines, which almost hmm. feels like that retro printing style where you would get that. But this seems purposeful. Whereas before, oh, it was yeah. just like, hey, that's just how our printers that. work, you know? Um, there's one where, Marco, like... Marco says it's a digital watercolor brush. Interesting. I would love to see how Jordi Blair colors, just like a video or something on it. Um, I think she rightfully avoids the internet. Uh, <laughs> but um, this is great. This 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 kind of reminds me of like Darwin Cook to Leo Romero's art. Yeah. Um, it's got, yeah. you know, it even, there's a bit of the spirit in here. Um no, not the spirit. Sorry, uh, 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 Parker. There we go. That's the word I was looking yes. for. Yes, yes. Uh, especially when Parker. you get to yeah. like the the city bit with Ollie, uh, and just seeing Wonder Woman walking throughout a city. It's just like uh, I can see it. Uh, yo, let's talk about his Wonder Woman for a second, dude. The hair. Damn. Yeah, he realized Wonder Woman's Greek. <laughs> Got that Electra hair. Yeah, it's great. It's phenomenal. It's like it would it like her hair is about a third of her body at this point. Yeah. That's the yeah. best Wonder Woman I've seen in a long time. And also, when is the last time you've seen Wonder Woman use her tiara offensively in a comic? Yeah. That like, was cool. That's a weapon. She's used that before. It's essentially a yeah. boomerang, you know? Um, man. Oh, I almost want to make this my pick of the week as we're talking about it. I've, but I can't go back against the rules uh yeah as good as i liked it wasn't mine it's a it's a damn good week guys yeah uh but yeah this is uh, i recommend this book to everyone it's just fun comics especially if you want to hear uh harley and black canary talk about how wonder woman probably in the bondage so surprise marco missed out on this this book to talk about it but you know uh, let's 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 go away from DC Comics, Cal. Unless you got anything else, you good? That's it. You want to talk about some Transformers, robots in disguise? So this is by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Colors by Mike Mike Spicer. Letters by Russ Wooten. Hmm. How do I start this? Because uh, I wasn't here for the first discussion, honestly. I'll Ooh, admit it. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, yeah, I wanna hear your thoughts. On I didn't, that. I didn't hear your thoughts either, because I was ready for. Okay. I expected us all to be here for, for the second discussion, but you know, stuff happens. Um, I typically, my opinion on Transformers is just like, eh. I know they exist. It's fine. They're neat toys. Um, mm. I'm more of a Beast Wars guy. Yada yada. Okay. Yeah. Um, same. Exact same. But so, whole. Good. I was going to say, I even sometimes have trouble uh, registering the Autobots, the car Transformers, as Transformers. Because for me, it's Beast Wars. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, like, Autobots doesn't really mean much to you? No. Um, gotcha. You're more of a, what is Optimus Primal? Was that him? Yeah. Cheetor and Rat Trap. Uh, Rat Trap was my, oh. my dude. 
See, it was, yeah, Cheetor for me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how Danny Warren Johnson does it every single time, but his art is A, probably one of the best in the business right now. There's just something magical about what he draws. Um, and, and there's like real passion into his art style. And and B, his writing, he, he manages to to make some really quiet, gut-wrenching moments in all of his books that, like, the premise of the book is, like, this is about uh, 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 interdimensional wrestling. Oh, this one's about, you know, uh, 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 metal music if it comes to life. This one's about robots in the skies. But then you have bits like the deer scene in this book that just, like, well, get oh, dude, why would you do that to me? That hurts. Yeah, okay, so you, you didn't get any pictures of Dude, it broke somehow and it would just be a okay, thing. All right. I, yeah. So so I I specifically wanted to call out these uh that moment because uh Johnson gives that moment opti- okay, so Optimus accidentally steps on a deer as he's realizing what like a beautiful planet Earth is. And he's like, Oh my god. I can't believe I've just killed this beautiful, innocent creature. I didn't even know. And it's this amazing moment where he's realizing like the beauty of humanity, you know, earth and, and, you know, eventually humanity and stuff. Um, It's an incredible moment for the first page of the book, right? Then later on, when we're dealing with the Decepticons and Starscream, I think it's Starscream that does it. Uh, Starscream and the Decepticons are taking over a power plant and it's one panel but Starscream just smash it just I mean stamps on a couple of humans and then and then it's one panel but then they call the humans squishies and that difference is so powerful i i simply could not believe it like i sat there and thought about it for a long time it's like in one issue he completely solidified the difference between decepticons and autobots yeah and why decepticons are the bad guys and that we need to stop them yeah um, but like he also like we talk about how serious that sounds, but like it's cool <laughs> the way he does it. That that panel yeah. where where uh, Starscream squishes, I think it was the cop, um, and it's you know the oh I thought the, he was a bad guy, <laughs> and then the way that that it just squishes a dude completely, which like they would be like a, a bus falling on one single person, but all you see yeah. is the guy's like almost widely coyote arms sticking out from underneath his boot, yeah. like it's super cartoony. And it's so kinetic in the way that it moves that way. Um, man, it's such – man, I want to make this my pick of the week. Too. Damn it. Um, Just five picks of the week. If, it, it, if there ever was a week um, – well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> this was – this is so good. It's, it's not – it is both an action-packed Transformers book – but also it has some of the most quiet human moments in it that I think yeah. is just emblematic of a Daniel Warren Johnson book. Yeah. 
and I think I think books like this are getting increasingly rare. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the other things too that like I, I when I talk to Danny Warren Johnson, if you want to check out our New York Comic Con review uh, interview mm. uh, with him, was um, how does he figure out when at what point to draw the transformation? And there's a, there's a couple of instances in here where he's drawing a Decepticon transforming him there, or uh, Optimus yeah. transforming into the the truck, and it's just weird middle mid-transformation, almost like the third part of an Animorph. Um, yeah. Where it's it's like, I it, I know what I'm looking at, but I don't know how a mind could picture that snapshot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then draw it. It's super impressive. I wonder, I wonder if he's got, like he must have the toys that he uses to model, That's especially yeah. those moments. Yeah, he, he, he said that, yeah. And this, and then, so we talk about all that. And this real gut-wrenching comic. But simultaneously, this also kicks off the G.I. Joe aspect of this new Energon universe at the same time. Yeah. With, you know, Duke showing up in the spoiler for the, I mean, the cover kind of just spoils it for you. But uh, Duke now has a bone to pick with these robot people. Uh, so so Josh Williamson and now uh, and, and Tom Riley get to pick up where that left off. And if, did you read the, the quick little preview in the back? No. It's just oh, the first like two or three pages of, of Duke, but that Tom Riley I, art. I genuinely didn't even see it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's like when the story's done, especially with digital, you can't really tell. Um, Tom Riley, man, I'm hyped oh, yeah. for it. Uh, this Energon universe is, man, it's working for me. Kicking off, man. And we have a Cobra Commander horror book coming out. It's gonna be a horror book. So yeah, okay, yeah. You, you weren't at Comic Con when they when they talked about the books. Um, Cobra Commander is going to feel like a horror book. Like, why is everyone afraid of this guy? Because he seems like kind of a dork, you know? Okay. How does the guy with this metal helmet command an army and he treats none of them well? How do you pull it off? Well, you got to show why he's scary. Ooh, who's doing that? I believe that's Williamson writing that as well. So we need to get that dude on the show. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. This whole this whole thing is is interesting, and I'm excited for this. I'm excited for uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe comic books in the year 2023. Wild. Yeah. You know and, what's and, it? It's weird. This is a weird year. I mean, dude, Transformer, yeah. Transformers is coming back. G.I. Joe is coming back. The Beatles just released a new song. Wait, what? Dolly Part <laughs> oh, you don't know about this? No, is it an AI thing? Partially. Ugh. Um, but it like it was used uh by Paul McCartney, uh Ringo Starr, and the other one. The one that's not George dead. Harrison? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um and they did it like on purpose, you know. Um, and, um, I don't know anything about the Beatles. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, don't they, like, um, I don't like the Beatles hot take, but yeah. I don't either. I don't yeah. either, but this is actually really good and it's really interesting. interesting. And so they had Peter Jackson, um, do the music video because he did this, you know, the big documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. and, um, in the music video, Jackson 
um puts old um old footage of each of the Beatles like so they're singing next to each other and they're doing like weird little dances and you know stuff like that um it's ge- it's genuinely worth a watch like I am no Beatles fan but it's not bad does uh, Ringo kick his uh his his drum and then he actually broke his foot during the whole thing that's a I don't know anything about that's a, that it's a Peter Jackson joke never mind um, okay. So right, Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh! I get it. I get That's it. A, eh, wasn't the best. Um, yeah. My point is, there's a lot of old shit coming back this year, <laughs> and um, Dolly Parton, her new song is uh, it's on a rock album that, and it's very good. Um, that is uh, an anthem against capitalism. So the anti nine to five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, like, what in comics is going to be re- revived next? 3D covers. Micro let's machines. do it. Trading cards. Let's do trading cards. That'd be cool. Definitely Actually, that. I, I joke. Variant covers. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Uh, let's go to the Marvel side of things, Kel. Let's talk about G-O-D-S, oh, Gods, Jesus. number two by writer Jonathan Hickman, art by Valera Shiti, colors by Marte Gracia, letters by Travis Lanham. So far, we've been tracking with the exact way I uh, read these books. Interesting, yeah. But you you flipped them. Oh. I read uh, Punisher and then Gods. Hate to break it to you. But uh, so before I talk about this, because I'm unsure, how did you feel about this? You know, um, I for some reason I liked this more than the last issue. Okay, I actually really enjoyed Gods Number One. I wasn't on the show to talk about it, but I read that okay. on the train to New York Comic Con, and I was normally that train puts me to sleep. That Metro North, I'm out. I yeah. was riveted yeah. reading Gods. Interesting, and I think it's continuing. I think. Hmm. Okay. I would. Go ahead. Wh- what about it that that hooked me? Yeah. Yeah. What like what is this doing for you? I this love. I love Marvel magic, and I don't think we've really properly gotten our introduction on what Marvel magic means for the greater Marvel universe. Mm. Um. Maybe Thor's tackled it a little bit here and there, like the Nornstones and Siege, but this this feels like more of a let me spell out what magic is for the Marvel Universe and, and, and how it affects the cosmos part of it too because I think, you know, there's Space Marvel and there's Cosmic Marvel. I think this is actually tying magic in with Cosmic Marvel. I mean, we get, you know, potentially the uh, intro of the in-betweener in this as well. Um, and just having someone like Hickman kind of make that blueprint for what that section of the Marvel universe can be because there's so many good characters there. Um, I'm excited for it. And I think this feels like that. And it's also just nice to see new characters that actually feel important, you know, Um, like Ico is kind of her POV issue. 
yeah. then we also get introduced to to Mia the magic girl, and it's kind of an inverse of the Dimitri and and um, Win dynamic that we had in the first issue. Um, I'm I'm digging this. It feels like a weird ma- uh, magic image book that just so happens to live in the Marvel universe. Um, and I'm I'm digging. I mean, and I've, and I've always said that Valero Shitty is a tier, and he just needs to shine. You know, like uh, I know you hated Empire when that was out, that Cree uh, Scroll mm. book, and I was the only one who liked it. But I liked it because it was a Shitty art. You know, Shitty can draw the hell out of stuff, and I'm liking what he's doing here. Yeah. Um. I don't disagree, but I, I'm st- I still don't think I'm wholly sold yet because I don't feel like I don't feel like I know what's going on. I don't feel like, and I, you know, I, I know this is issue two. Um, I don't feel like I have a sense of what's going on. I'm not sure what the mission statement here is. Are you talking about what's going on in terms of actual plot or what's going on in terms of why this book exists? Is that does the distinction make make sense there? Both. Okay. Um I think in terms of the plot, I'm kind of with you, but also like in my opinion it's a Hickman book, so like I give that a much longer leash to like all right. This dude's got to cook before his stuff really starts kicking in. Sometimes it takes sure. six issues. Sometimes it takes forty. You know, um, so I mean, there, there's ha- there's Hoxpox, then there's this Avengers run, which I think are you know Hoxpox does it within six issues. Avenger stuff didn't. I didn't really know what was going on until near the end. It was, it was all yeah. good, but yeah. Um, so th- there does feel like kind of a Hickman gravitas to this that is intriguing at at at, at, at least you know. Yeah, and I'm 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 with that. But I I wish I could have a little bit more. Are you at least interested enough to keep reading this? Like like I know this Definitely. Okay. Definitely. So you you liked it enough to but you're yeah. just a little like uh uneasy on like where why? Yeah. Okay. I think it's fair. It's fair. I think Catherine in, in the chat, let me uh Bring up the the comment. Um, where is it? Where is it? Uh, she said, "So this is something to hop on board with if you're into magic and more of that set away from the big typical uh, superhero stuff." Kinda. Um, I think it is a jumping on point for. I mean, at least issue one is if you want to pay ten bucks for it. Um, issue one. I mean, th- there are a, f- a core four characters that it seems like this book is going to be following. But it also has end-of-the-world magic stuff that Doctor Strange needs to show up for. Cleo, Clea needs to show up for. Uh, you know, Wong and Doctor Voodoo. So it is kind of a bit of both. I think it is a jumping-on point for Magic Marvel. Um, mm. But it also has a whole bunch of superhero stuff in it. Yeah, it's a lot of... Um, it's a lot of stuff that's bigger than your average... Street criminal, but this issue is also 
a recruiting issue. You know, you sure. you get your yeah. glance at the sciencey part. And we, we get our illusion of who the actual villain of the story is. So there, there are, it is in a building phase. Still. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, issue one felt like it was just like, hey, here's our awesome cold open for what this epic will be. Uh, yeah. And it, slow, it slows down a lot in issue two, which I enjoy. Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go from end of the war, end of the universe magic uh, to girl in a library. Yeah. And <laughs> Gilmer, uh, Gilmer Smith asked if this was $10. Thank God it wasn't. This one uh, was $5 on Comixology. Um, still arguably too much for Girl in a Library. Um, I, I hate I, when you say, when you say that this one was $5. And my head was like, oh, yeah, the normal price. <laughs> they're, they're, they're tricking me. Um but I, I, yeah, I didn't hate the slowdown because it gave us a chance to see how these characters, or at least how the science side both operates and how it works with the real world. Yeah. Issue, issue one was a season premiere, and now we're getting the actual episodes that make up the chunk of what the actual story is. Yeah. So uh, how... What did um, what did you? How did this uh, magic girl business work for you? I I like it. I mean, I've been reading you know Strange Academy as well. So that whole mm-hmm. you know young person has this intrinsic ability to tap into the magic of the Marvel universe. And now the science person wants to observe that. Um, And I think that's a weird dynamic that I enjoy. Um, Because even though it's science and magic paired up, it's not the same dynamic that we saw in the previous issue with Wynne and Dimitri. It's still different. Um, And I, I I I think it's interesting. I'm excited. I like new characters in Marvel Comics. It's I feel like we don't get them enough. I've always been a fan of that, you know. I think the last time something stuck was maybe Young Avengers, really? Kate Bishop, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Even, like, I, I would say maybe some of the Eternals or Inhumans, but, like, no, it hasn't stuck, you know? Um, so I think this might have the potential to, I think, if, it, if, if Hickman stays around with it long enough. I think the mm-hmm. only thing that is a big question mark for me in this series is whether or not Hickman has legs for it. Because I'm not sure if I read. I don't. I'm not sure I read this with somebody else doing it. Yeah, um, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is a little bit more than a mini, probably, probably a maxi. It's not ongoing. Probably. I don't think there's. I think that's always also kind of been a question mark as well. On yeah. How big it is. Yeah. Um. I think, yeah, I think there's, I would say maybe six for sure. Um, I guess there yeah. was a solicited already um, trade that's 256 pages. So I don't know what that means. Sorry? Um, yeah. 256 pages? Which Shit, maybe man. five issues? Five, six issues? Including 
issue one? Well, five issues is a hundred pages. A little over. Uh, I guess. I mean, what is what is this? This is twenty eight pages. Twenty pages, and first first book was sixty four pages. So it could be that could be five issues potentially. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I'm liking what I'm reading. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I um, I tend to have trouble when characters like um, what's her name, Aiko? Yeah, when Aiko come from nowhere and start <laughs> start speaking about the normal person's life. And it directly reflects mine. A little too close to home. It, yeah. It, You're like, it, why, do, why can't it, I do magic? Yeah, right? Because <laughs> it's a bit like, okay, well, I can be a chosen one. Like, what's the big deal? No, these are just this thought, is the story of the former gifted child millennial. Yeah, right. I thought that, you know, I thought the um, the new girl who definitely has a name, Mia. Correct. It's just me, yeah. Um, I thought she was fine. I thought her, you know, her stuff was compelling. I thought she, um, her conflict in joining it all is interesting. And it's probably one that I would have. And I think it's also um, necessary to have a POV character for what this book is. Or what this book is going to be. Yeah. 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 And it needs that newcomer character that we can kind of put our shoe, like be in their shoes uh, because when you have people like Doctor Strange and Wynn who's this no, like this immortal being and this very cold Ico, you need someone that's a little more relatable just to kind of center yourself in the story. Um, yeah, I like this. I, I think on any other week too, this this also have potential to be my pick. Oh, and I mean, too much talking. Well, let's talk about uh, another book with maybe too much talking in it. Let's finish off with our listener pick, which is Punisher number one. Punisher number one by uh, writer David Peppos, art by Dave Wachter, uh, colors by Dan Brown, and letters by Corey Pettit. You thought this had too much talking? I felt like it did. Or maybe there's a uh, Maybe it was just more too much internal monologue, maybe. But I guess that's Punisher. Um, so this is not... Frank Castle. Spoiler. I mean, it's on the cover. That's not Frank. Mm -hmm. And no, that's not uh, uh, Jorge Menez drawing uh, current day Bruce Wayne either. Um, it's a whole new character. Uh, and this is interesting. Yeah. Is this your pick of the week? Maybe this is my pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> a Punisher book is my pick of the week. Wow. Wow. Okay. So why? Tell me why. You know, um, I feel like they nerfed the Punisher a little bit. I feel like his, um, his weapons are, they're Star Wars blasters. Sure. So, so spoiler for people who, uh, you know, haven't read it. He's an ex-Shield agent in a world that Shield doesn't exist yeah. anymore. So yeah. He's a soldier without a country. This, you know, honestly, 
this felt a little bit common writer to me. Says the guy who's only watched common like <laughs> Yeah, listen, I've been I've been planning that joke all day. <laughs> I so here I was getting late nineties action movie. Yeah. And I liked it. It it it, it kind of gave works. Me, it felt like a little bit like face off. Um it did not try to take itself seriously, which I feel like Punisher yeah. tries to do too much when it's Frank Castle. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, how can I tell this epic about Frank Castle where he, you know, ditches the, the, the skull and wants to become a different symbol? Like, no, this is a do revenge and some blasters. Yeah. Uh, it just, I don't know, man. I, I didn't expect it to work for me either. Um, if I had told you last week that the uh, a Punisher number one would be your pick of the week, you would have laughed my, at me. My, my dude, I saw this on the poll and I immediately voted for something else. I was like, absolutely not. And Good then job, I saw listeners. that this got it, and I was upset. <laughs> but now, I got to hand it to the listeners. Y'all did it again. Yeah, I don't know who David Walker is. Um, it looks like he's worked on oh. some Ninja Turtles books uh, and some, uh, I guess, cover art. Uh, yeah, I guess he did um, Breath of Bones, The Tale of the Gold. He did some Dark Horse stuff, some Ghost uh, Ghostbuster stuff. Um, wow. This was fun yeah. art, man. That Incredible. fight scene with Mr. Hyde is yeah. good stuff. The um specifically, I want to call out the uh the train moment. So the guy he's chasing goes into a subway platform and he's holding someone uh by the uh by the throat um with a knife. And a train is coming, and this dude's like if I don't do something, you know, he's going to get away. And if I do do something, he's going to kill this girl, this girl whom I see as an innocent victim and my wife. And the dude just shoots. And it goes in between the train car and nails him in the head. Oh, I was like expecting to see doves start flying there. I'm like, what John Woo movie type shit is this? What it kind of Mission wild. Impossible 2 type stuff is this and it was insane like i the only word i can use to describe this book is cool you know what i mean bad ass but like cool like k-o-o-l it's like cool yeah. stuff and i don't cool. like normally i would think that that as like a uh, uh you know i would say that you know parentheses derogatory um but this this book knows what it's made for and it does it yeah yeah. And I think it not cool. being Frank Castle is refreshing. Yeah, but I and, – and it may be that Frank Castle just takes himself too seriously. And I think in turn Marvel takes Frank Castle too seriously. Yeah, but this doesn't feel like that. No. Um, C.W. Gordon says that the, the next issue sounds like Dread slash Raid type stuff. Um, you know what? This feels like the Dread – Film. Yeah, this feels like Carl Urban. It does. Yeah, I can see that. Um, this is this feels like Punisher War Journal. You know that movie, which is just Punisher killing people in cool ways. And and I think that the there's also two other things here. Like it 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 ditches the Punisher logo. Um, he doesn't even mean to look like the Punisher or call himself the Punisher. This is just Shield tech that he has, and they're yeah. like 
um, mechanized uh, protection plates that have to glow up for energy or something. And they somebody calls on the Punisher, and it's like, well, if it's if it works, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. But I also think that also seeds the fact that Frank Castle could show up and be a little pissed off about that. Um, but even like the, his origin is, is is stupid and cheesy. His family gets killed by a bomb, and he needs to find out who did it. Like it is the most, yeah, like 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 but, screenwriting action movie one hundred and one stuff, and it is tasty. And he's also yeah, he's also framed for it somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, man, this was great. <laughs> This is like when I talk about Birds of Prey being like fun superhero comics that's like just have fun. This is also turn your brain off action comics that I like. And I don't I don't feel I, like I get this flavor of action comic anymore. This I mean this feels like what the John Wick movies are. Yeah, yeah, it's very John Wick. And like that feels like hyperbole, but I just don't think it is. I think even the way that the character speaks is very John Wick. Yeah. Where he only speaks if he needs to speak. He thinks a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of thinking going on in there. But in terms of outwardly talking, he doesn't do much of it. Uh, yeah, this is great. Pay the week, man. The art was fantastic. No notes. This was wow. fun. Kale picking a Punisher book. I can't believe it. It's surprising. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think it's. I think these. This whole week has been all pulls for me. This is a, a banger of a week. Yeah, yeah. Sucks if you missed it. If you if you weren't on the show, sucks for you. Uh, but yeah, fun week. Fun week. Gotta go see a dumb Captain Marvel movie instead. Which actually brings me to what I wanted to talk about. The Marvels comes out technically tonight on Thursday, um, but. We haven't seen it yet. Cal hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. Sean is probably about to watch it right now. Um, what, uh, what time is it there? It's about 7, which I would think is around the time he goes to see it. So, um, Yeah, that sounds like Sean. What's your temperature for the Marvels coming out? Because there, there, there's some reviews are out. I'm trying to avoid them. I've seen some funny stuff, and I've seen some like, oh, interesting stuff. Uh, but I don't know how I feel about it. I um I I want to be optimistic. Sure. Um I'm going on Saturday morning with my wife and she you what? told me uh, my wife, <laughs> she told me when we watched Ant-Man Quantumania that I wasn't allowed to come watch Marvel movies with her anymore. Um I want to watch a movie with my wife so I got to be like <laughs> I want to be good. <laughs> Um, but just the stuff I've heard about this movie, um, and like the, the way it sounds like Brie Larson is sort of checked out really just doesn't have me and, and, and great. And this was a while ago that I heard this stuff, you know? Sure. Sure. But it's and, just and like, I would say any, thing I read online regarding Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, I take with the biggest grain of salt because yeah. I know all of it is probably colored in a way that yeah. is due to sexism. <laughs> yeah. 
everyone hates her for no reason. I don't understand why. Like I, I uh, during the pandemic, she uh, started a YouTube channel, and it's just like she just heard like playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Like she's a nice person, it seems. So, um, I don't, I don't understand it either. But I guess women can't be women. Whatever. Um, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't. I'm not excited for the movie. Mm. I think Quantumania really. Really killed the... Really killed it, yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, like, I'm even watching Loki now, and I'm generally liking Loki. I think it's decent. I don't think it's as good as the first season. But yeah. I'm not, like... I don't see myself Googling, when's the next Marvel movie? Like, I used to. I used to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, now I'm just like, yeah, when it comes out, I'll go see it. Yeah. I don't even... I don't know. I just don't care. Like, like I went, I went to my Alamo Draft House nearby on Tuesday, oh, and I saw adaptation for the first time, um, which is a Spike Jones, uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman movie with Nicolas Cage, who is playing Charlie Kaufman, who was the screenwriter of uh, being John Malkovich, which is another Spike Jones directed movie, mm. um, and how he's trying to adapt uh, adapt a screenplay or, or a book as a movie and it's him going through that process and like there's craft there there is um stuff that a superhero movie can't do that is just so much more compelling to me than blasty blast yeah and and i think there is there is a uh, just watch my cat get into stuff behind me um not to say that there isn't you know a spot for that stuff it's just like uh, you know what I was excited for? I was excited to see Killers of the Flower Moon, and I saw it, and it's fantastic. I'm not – when I see a new Marvel movie, and I'm a Marvel nerd. I have Marvel tattoos. I'm not excited. Can that happen again? I think so. But it's just not the way reality is at this point. Wait, I, I genuinely don't know if it can happen for me again. I really don't. Really? I truly don't know. And, and DC either. I truly don't know what it would take to get me excited for a comic book movie at this point. So there's no like Fantastic Four movie trailer that hits those notes that, yeah, I don't know, like, like the Force Awakens trailer did uh, when it that first came re- out. It would really have to hit it. Hmm. Um, like, so everybody in the chat is, t- is <laughs> listing the, uh, uh, the film that killed the marvel for them <laughs> love and I thunder love keep this keep this energy a wesley dodds film no way unless i'm making it really um but uh oh yeah um but the um age of ultron is what killed it for me what you, you've been dead for a while then you you're oh yeah oh yeah um and then i had like a brief revival for civil war because of spider-man and the left field that that came out of um because if you remember like it was like the third trailer and maybe like a month before the film came out that they revealed spider-man for the first time yeah that's true um and they're like nobody had heard anything and you're a noted tom holland fan (laughs) i uh I didn't know to not be at the time. 
Uh, but I like he, you know, dropped down on that cop car with cap shield or whatever. And I was like, this is it. This is it. All the all the toy pieces are there. And like I got into it. Like I bought into the hype and then I came out of Civil War and I was like, oh, actually, that dude's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's not even that. Civil War was like another like excitement point. It was the build up to Civil War, and then you saw the movie. Yeah, and then you were like, "All yep. right, now back to square one." Yep. No, that's fine. Because I, I, you know, because I also had a lot of problems with uh, Civil War. I don't think that's that great. I, I, I'm probably on on your side with Civil War. I think it's fine. Um, but I think it is also emblematic of what I don't like about the MCU now. Yeah, where it's absolutely. cameo after cameo end with a CGI fest, boom. Well, and and not only that, like it's it's all this stuff where they're always going to use names that bring us in, you know. Sure. Uh, film titles to bring us in. Now there's all this talk about, you know, Secret Wars isn't actually going to be a Doctor Doom story. It's going to be Kang, and it's going to, or it's going to actually pivot to Doctor Doom, and it's like, you <laughs> know what? If he's arrested. Um, <laughs> Actually, like, it's not going to matter. So was it, I think it was uh, Marowak Oscuro. Great name. I will say a great name every time I read that. Um, With all these big budgets, there isn't someone checking the product's quality. And I think that's a good point. Um, Because I think the the capitalist kind of executive oversight on it is so tangible now. Yeah. Or everything I see, I'm like, that's going to be on a kid's folder somewhere. That's on some pajamas somewhere. You know, like it's, oh, there's two more series they can make on Disney Plus for it. Um, It feels so soulless because of that. Well, and it's like, it's like I, I said this weekend on the show, you know, the magic is gone because the magic is money. Like, you know, if they drop a couple mil from a budget, like make these directors think, make them use their stuff, give us a film with flaws that aren't that aren't uh, uh, alleviated by money. You know, look at Werewolf by Night that Marvel put out. Probably had no budget, honestly, and it's super fun. Because they let they were let they were allowed to do something different. Um, well, and even even like I uh, for whatever reason, Channel Four here has been playing Men in Black just every weekend. Sure, sure, cat walk through here. Yeah, oh, it's tremendous. Yeah. Um, and I would watch those movies over and over and over again, but. Like the, you know, they're, they're made with a, you know, it's a, it it was a blockbuster at the time, but it's not a, you know, a millions and millions and millions. It's not a small country's budget, you know, to, to make these movies. And and when they had the money to do that for Men in Black, that's when the movie started sucking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I say all that. And then I think about. There are rumors of what this Deadpool movie is, and I'm like, oh man, all right, Jennifer Garner back, Electra. That sounds dumb. I'm in. 
I don't know, man. I think that's it's going to be the same. It's going to be exactly I, like it's not going to be satisfying. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but just the potential for a cameo by uh, a, a sad, depressed Ben Affleck as Daredevil, I would kill for. You, you ever watch, you ever look at the Ben Affleck pictures on like Twitter and stuff where he just looks depressed holding coffee? I'm, I mean, I know the meme. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's, I feel, I, I, I identify so much with that. So. I, I, I mean, know. yeah, I do too. But specifically with Marvel. I don't know. Big question mark out there right now. And like uh, and, and people are talking about Guns DC. Am I excited I was, for that? I don't know. I was going to – well, I was going to bring that up. Gilmer says that don't know why people are skeptical of Gun. The guy's a professional delivering on time and under budget. And And that's true. And – you know, with the exception of Guardians Two, to be honest, I I have really enjoyed all the Guardians films and and the other stuff he's done. Um, and I really really liked the Suicide Squad. Same, yeah, I love that movie. I just don't know how how much more uh, superheroes I want to take. There's got to be at least like three hits in a row. Before I can start getting excited for this again, or like a really good X Men trailer again, I'm a sucker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sellout. But man, if I see freaking X Men with that, you know, cinematic version of the cartoon score again, I'll pop. I'll pop. But it might just be a cheap pop that gets me there. It gets me in the seat for a movie. And that's listen. It. I was I was hyped for Professor X in that and that, that score. Chair. Yeah. Uh, in Doctor Strange. Like, there have been two moments in my MCU history where uh, that happened for me. And it was Nick Fury in Iron Man 1 and the X-Men theme in yeah. Doctor Strange. When you hear, when you hear the, that, that riff, man, they had my bussy throbbing, you know? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that where My pussy doesn't throb anymore. No, okay, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I almost bought a shirt uh, today that said insane clown pussy on it, but that's where the show's gone. Guys, thank you, Kel. Thank you. Um, catch us on Saturday for the Comics Pals. What are we talking about this week? Um, I don't know. Been a weird Ooh, week. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, Sean, Sean will come up with it, and then we'll special we'll things were supposed to happen. It doesn't sound like they're gonna. They're not happening. Yeah, Saturday's not happening. But show show up. It's gonna be a good show. Yeah. Don't even worry. And yeah. then we're gonna do the Captain Marvel review right after. That will not we're be live. Have a time. Yeah, that won't be live. But the Captain Marvel review will be out on Sunday. So expect that on Sunday. Uh, we'll probably have a scheduled post for it. Um, I might be able to be in the live chat. Depends on where I am on my flight. I will be going to Arizona next week. So. Um, See you then. Um, but yeah, until then, until Saturday, this is I've been Tyler. This has been Kale. See you next week. <laughs>